Crosstalk Radio is sponsored in part by Love Work Recording Studios. Whether you need recording or mixing and mastering services, Love Work is all about quality and customer service. Check them out at theloveworkstudios.com or give them a call at 678-953-2170. Yo, 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 it's Sick Flow. Checking out Crosstalk Radio with Big Pudge and Steph Swig. They my homies. <laughs> talk about stuff people don't want to talk about nowadays. I want to dress the elephants in the room. I want to be thought-provoking, open-minded. We got fans from Japan always to the Netherlands. Yeah, we got fans from Japan always to the Netherlands. Yeah, we got fans from Japan always to the Netherlands. We got fans from Japan, always to the hey, Netherlands. We coming through like it's season two. Hit you with the cross talk, yeah, you know how we do. How we do. Changing the world one show at a time. We the salt of the earth, bringing light to your mind. Universal conversations. We appreciate the love we got back from every nation. Really, it's an honor that y'all listen to us. Cause big budget steps, we will give it to you. Transparency, spiritually, life lessons, and politics, the ultimate greed. What I'm saying ain't no boundaries. When we at this table, bringing awareness to the things we see. So rest yourself and enjoy the show. You're guaranteed to be intrigued by this cross talk radio. We got fans from Japan, always to the Netherlands. Yeah, we got fans from Japan, always to the Netherlands. Yeah, we got fans from Japan, always to the Netherlands. We got fans from Japan, always to the Netherlands. Crosstalk Radio. This is your man, Steph Swig. This is your man, Big Punch. Thank you, thank you, thank awesome. you, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, love, you. We love I feel like a celebrity when they do that, man. Yeah. I really, 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 time, really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Put big, big cheese on my face, <laughs> man. That my heart. Yeah, do we got big, big, big cheese? Right, right. <laughs> Did they mean to do that? <laughs> but anyway, thank y'all so much for tuning in once again, man. We got a very, 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 very special show for you because uh, neither one of us have a topic today. So unorthodox. Unorthodox. Let's, 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 let's go ahead and be honest with our with our with our fans like we always. Yeah. Do, man. So what happened is we had a, we had a miscommunication between the topics. So <laughs> so what happened was I text Pudge about one. Well, Pudge, Pudge emailed me about a topic he wanted to discuss, and I was agreeing with it. But I also said in that same text, "Hey, that's also to- this is also a topic we should do." Blah 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 blah. Uh-huh. So he thought I was talking about topic B. I thought I was talking about topic A, so I did research for topic A. I come to the table. He, I wonder why the stuff he's saying ain't making sense to what I got on my paper. And we're looking at each other like, okay, like, so we start talking about the different translations of the Bible. Like, what's that got to do with the topic? Like, right. Like, okay. Exactly. And so, long story short, we realized the lesson of the story is we have to communicate on when we get, when we're going to do the podcast and the, the, each topic each week. And this is the second time that's happened. So right, the first time was all my fault. <laughs> this time was just miscommunication, but it's it's the fact that we sat down with a bunch of excitement about two different topics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we get to talking was like they didn't add up with what I was what I was researching. Yeah. <laughs> we go back to put on a full shade on the right. text. Like that's what I said right here. Right. So either way, 
<laughs> we got we just off the cuff today, like we like we don't have to come most of the time either way. So it's an interesting show. We prayed about the show, so y'all get whatever God wants us to give you today. Right, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start off with a question. You know what I'm saying? And that, mm-hmm. that's normally how 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 we roll. All right. Um, when you are in, uh, I would say leadership. Mm-hmm. When you are in leadership, whether or either when you're in leadership and you have a responsibility at either a church mm-hmm. or you're at a certain mantle in God. Ooh. Do you think it is okay to have yourself around just anything that's going on and it's not ministry? <laughs> example would be oh, you, example would be uh, you get invited to uh, um, a surprise birthday party but you know at a surprise birthday party you know what I'm saying uh, it's going to be a whole bunch of half you know what I'm saying like strippers there. Don't they need hands laid on them? I mean, yeah, they I'm, do. I'm, okay. <laughs> hey, everybody that's, needs hands laid on every yeah, night, yeah. and you know. Yeah, that's, that's what that's. <laughs> I'm asking for your opinion. You be honest. Honestly, it depends. I mean, I've been around strippers and been saved before. I've been in strip club and been saved before. I wasn't there for entertainment purposes, and right. I did. I, I thought it was so cool. I actually sat across from a naked woman, and it didn't wasn't even right. no. But the, no the key thing is, is this ministry has nothing to do with this. Okay, scene. so you just there. Yeah, now that's why I said that. Okay, so, I guess at the end of the day, Pudge, with that question, I think it depends on your, your, um, your uh, intentions. My, you, you said my intentions. <laughs> yeah, your intentions. <laughs> like, if you're there to partake, to partake in the, the <laughs> unwholesomeness of the strip club, the strippers, then I think it might be an issue. If you're there because you're still trying to be there for your family. You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody invites you, like, yo, it's a chance we're gonna get to hang out. Okay. I don't I don't really see a problem with it. But okay. at the end of the day, like we say on the show, it's between you and God. Like like if I had a like not me, because I wouldn't have a part with strippers. If I had a part, I would actually be the stripper. Right. But anyway. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but anyway, um <laughs> if you go to like a birthday party and you know your cousin different than you and he got strippers coming and you still want a fellowship I don't or go hang out I don't see the problem with that like it's, if, now if you're struggling in those areas it's, it's, a, it's a slippery slope because on one side I think if you struggle in those areas you definitely don't need to be in the building right. secondly you still are supposed to be the light regardless don't, that light ain't supposed to turn off Right. you know what I'm saying so Ooh, if you're going to cause people to stumble because you're being that's different now they cause you to, if it causes them to come closer like yo this dude real like he right here with us and right. it's different but what I'm saying is you don't want it to tarnish or kill your witness that's the whole point I'm yeah. getting to right yeah. there the tarnishing and killing the witness mm-hmm. part and and um being careful when you're in certain sceneries and certain settings to mm-hmm. watch your surroundings and to watch what it is that you're actually doing or partaking in because people are always watching you Mm-hmm. Like the fact that people are always watching you, it's like you can never know. Like you may you may be in a certain place doing certain things, and then you know uh, two weeks later you see somebody that you have no idea that they saw you. You know, mm-hmm. saying doing what you was doing, and then you know God gave you you know saying a word or some kind of connection with them, and then they bust out and like, yeah, you know the first time I saw you, you was doing this and doing that. You know, saying like it yeah. is at, at that point. You know, saying. To a, to, a, to a vessel that cares, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, about a soul, it would, I would assume that it would, you know what I'm saying, make them a little nervous because it's like, dang, what was I doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, what, uh, how do they perceive me? Because yeah. they saw the fleshly side of me mm-hmm. and now they're saying the spiritual side is like, dang, how do they, how do they view me? Yeah. And it's one of the things, man, where, you know, 
A lot of a lot of a lot of people, a lot of ministers struggle with that. A lot of ministers struggle with separating the two. And then there's a lot of uh, I'm gonna say lay members, you know, so or people that's not walking in their calling yet. Yeah. When they see you, um, it's almost like you can see someone preaching, and then you see them in a strip club like two weeks later, something like that, and you totally like, oh, they fake, oh, they yeah. not real. Totally even, forgetting that they're human. One. Yeah, even me, I was still, I would feel that way, and although it was not right, you know, I, right, I was still it was right. definitely like, what? It'd be, it'd be a huge throw off, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's always like, at the end of the day, you have to realize that people are still human beings, no matter what calling mm-hmm. that they actually have. Yeah. And people still have sense. Just because you're a preacher, or you know what I'm saying, or whatever your title is, doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean, true, you know, so it's always like, kind of like governing yourselves. Like if I, like if I'm a dude that, that I'm fascinated, like my, like my stronghold is strippers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I can't, I, it's like, you know, that's, that's the, that's, that's my thorn right now. That's the thing that got me. I'm going to have a private strip club at the house. I'm going to have me a boom, boom room. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I'm not going to be out in the actual strip club because mm-hmm. that's kind of like killing your witness. Exactly. You know, on uh, and it's I would say it's killing your witness if you go in there for the entertainment. Mm-hmm. But if you go in there like if you if you that person that's known to show up and you always talk to the strippers but you ain't never participating in anything yeah. and they can tell that your your intentions is different, yeah. then then that scenery is different because you're not exactly. looked at like one of the Johns mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> in the strip club. It goes right back to your intention, and God knows your intentions. So, despite what you say, you're there for, regardless. Right. I'm here to pray with somebody. <laughs> At the end of the day, God knows your intentions when it comes to that. But yeah, I feel you, man. But I, I think about it that way too. Like you know, it's it's one of those things. It's kind of like knowing your audience and having wisdom. Like what I mean is, there's certain conversations that might not be bad to have. Uh-huh. But if you have children, there's certain conversations I can't have around my children. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you and me, we can talk about yeah. sex and women and whatever we can talk about. But I'm not going to tell, talk to my kids about it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to talk right. about it in front of my kids. You know what right. I'm saying? Just like in my day, you know, kids, we, we all cuss. But the difference is we knew we couldn't cuss around our parents. Right. So that's kind of how I look at it. Like, you know, you have to know what you can and can't do around certain people. Know your, Like I always say, people know your audience. Right. So that doesn't mean you're being fake. It just means you're wise enough to know that you can't share everything with everybody. True. So same thing with me. There's certain things that I do that might look a certain way to other people. I don't do it. Not because I'm ashamed. This is because I have enough wisdom. Like, okay, even if, I, even if a certain thing I do that's permissible, I don't do it with certain people. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I just think that's just natural wisdom. Yeah. But I think it takes growth, though. It because, definitely takes you know, growth. I... I, I, I I would be a fool to sit up here and say I didn't kill my witness, you know what I'm saying, in one way or another of doing something that yeah. I wanted to do but just didn't know uh, or just wasn't paying attention to my surroundings or didn't really care. Yeah, yeah you know, true. Didn't really care. It's just, it's just like I said, you know your audience. A certain audience is like, like well, I can't remember what uh, Dave Chappelle said, but he basically said every black person has the regular voice and we have the work voice. <laughs> oh, true so, indeed. So, so basically my point is, but when you go to work, you carry yourself a certain way. Right. When you're around certain people, you carry yourself a certain way. Because even me, I'm saved and all, but when I get around people from Bridgeport, I talk differently because I know that's their language. Yeah. And even though I might be witnessing, I might use some words that people might not deem necessary in church. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But they get what I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah. So it's the same thing. If I'm around churchy people, then I'm going to use their language. Right. right. I'm not changing who I am. I'm adapting. And, and I, I look at it in a sense the same way Paul looked at it. Becoming all things yeah. to all men. Exactly. Right. 
And but the same thing is, I know the people from Bridgeport. They know where I come from. They know who I am. So if I if I do cuss around them or say something yeah. kind of harsh around them, yeah, it, it's it not taking it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, it's not taking in a yeah. light. Yeah, and I and I wish more people was like that because there's there's certain people that I know where if they saw how I interact with people. Uh, that's in the neighborhoods or the streets yeah. or whatnot, they would look at me like crazy. Exactly. But it's exactly what you're saying as far as like adapting to or the mm-hmm. your surroundings and the scenery that you in. Yeah. You know, I mean, to me, that's, that's, um, to me, all right, I'm just, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm straight shifting. Okay. I'm straight right. shifting. What you got? All right. So, you know, in the, in the church, you have you have the fivefold ministry. Okay, you have the fivefold. So, for people who don't know, and help me out, get them all: uh, apostles, preachers, teachers, evangelists. Is there a prophet? A prophet is there? And, there and prophet? prophets? Yeah, prophet. That's fine. Okay, yeah, it says apostles, preachers. No, preachers and teachers are the same thing. No, preachers preach. Okay, apostles, preachers, teachers, evangelists, and prophets. Okay, so out of the fivefold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see a lot of buffoonery and preachers, and you mm. see a lot of buffoonery and prophets. That's, mm. what I, that's why people can say you prophet lie. You know, yeah, you can come yeah. up with that because <clears throat> yeah. And it's funny. It's not funny. Um, but those are the two titles that most people always want: a prophet, a prophet, or a preacher. Or, 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 I hear apostle or reverend or a something. Po- well, yeah, apostle. apostle is is it and. and what what people should know in the fivefold, you notice the word bishop isn't there mm-hmm. because that was not a part of the f- actual fivefold. Apostle okay. yeah. it, mantle is higher than a bishop mantle, and no human being can give you an apostle's mantle. That comes straight from God. Okay, you know. And so, um, I, what I want to talk about is what I feel is the the low post uh, um, calling. But it is the main calling that the entire body needs, which is the evangelist. I knew you was coming with that. I knew that's where you was going with that. <clears throat> I mean, how many people do you see that that are excited to be an evangelist o- over preachers, over apostles, over prophets? I'm one of them. <laughs> well, I'm saying yeah, in the uh, yeah, world. It's, you know, yeah, it's in, not a lot. In, in the world. Because people get caught up on the title. Right. People get caught up in the title and because nothing really glamorous about because you're in the uh, trenches going out exactly you're not just in the pulpit it's like you're the army it's like yeah. out, of the, out of the government you are the US you're the army yeah. you're the front line and I believe personally that a lot of churches fail because they don't have that strong influence. oh no they don't they do not I've, I've belonged to a church like that before I'm not going to bash the church but they didn't have a strong street team or street or outreach what I call it outreach I consider outreach and evangelism the same yeah. thing in churches same it seems thing, right. it's, the, it's evangelism right um, you know and it just it's just different it's a different mentality I think I will say that I feel like evangelism especially today is probably the, misunder, the most misunderstood position out of that right because right. when you're a preacher you know people have a certain a certain standard for you you're in church you're preaching you know, so you're interacting in a church setting. Mm-hmm. Evangelism, the whole core of evangelism, evangelism is to go out and be in different settings. Mostly, most 
most we will most settings will be what most would consider undesirable settings. Right. The hood, right. the trap house, you know, right. trap house, whatever. Right. And then, and then you you make music that appeal to these type of people as well. Right. And then so, but at the same time, the body, the, not I ain't gonna say body. Some people in the body, right, look at that like, oh, he's a heathen, or he's rocking with these people, he's rocking with that. Right. And when you look at Jesus, of course, he he cut it up, he chopped it up with all these people. Mm-hmm. But it, but it causes a lot of confusion because people don't always know you're calling, but they just go how how things look. Right. You know. Some people look at you in the strip like, oh my God, he's backsliding. What's wrong with him? He's a hypocrite, blah, blah, blah. He's right. leading people straight to hell. Right. You know, or he's right. in the club rapping. It's like when people get saved a lot of times, they, they act like we're supposed to stop being engaging in the world. And that's, and that's, you're just and that's supposed, exactly yeah. what Christ did. Yeah, you're not supposed to stop engaging in the world. You're supposed to stop being influenced by the world. Right. Be, you know, that's a difference. Right. So it's, um, and I, I, I brought that up because. Um, to me, I see a lot of I see a lot of churches that don't have that that piece. Uh, they I do something too. every now and then, but it's not consistent. Like it's not a daily thing where you're consistently reaching, you know, uh, pre-believers. You're, you're not consistently ooh, ooh. actually. I got something on that. Go I hear you. I don't ahead, have a ahead, reason ahead. why it happens, but I think. You know, like I said, I'm not bashing any church because everybody's different. It's one of those things to sit on the sidelines and say what every person should be doing. But I will say. That typically, when churches churches do outreach, mm-hmm. I don't think it's co- I think it's contradicting the whole term of outreach. Well, a lot of times when churches do outreach, they open up their doors. They have like a family and friends day. They invite oh, people oh. from the streets in the fish oh. fry. Well, I think those are all dope concepts. But outreach means yeah. to go out and reach the people. You, you get what I'm yeah, saying? That's funny because I've I've now I've never seen something like where you calling something outreach, but you got your church doors open and you having like certain th- th- things. Oh, I've going seen on. them all the time. Yeah, see, my my thing outreach <clears throat> is is you go outside the four walls. Yeah, that's that's actually, the first part of outreach is out yeah, the four walls. Yeah, you actually do that. It's that it's that you know outreach is always the few. And, well, I, my experience has been few in number. Yeah. Like that's the. You could throw a daggone musical and pack out the church. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to like actually go out and do what Jesus, you know, saying mm-hmm. said do, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's few in number. Yeah. You really see whose heart is really yeah. there, you know, when it when it when it comes to that point. So I'm like, it's to me it's to me it's 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 hurtful it's, simply because it's like you establish yeah. your, your ministry and the mm-hmm. pastor, his job is to pastor and you know and preach to the people that come in. Yes, yeah. his, his job. That's his job. Yeah, his job isn't to go out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now, now, <clears throat> there's one thing that I absolutely believe, and I promise you, as long as I've been living, I have never heard anyone talk about this. Not saying that they haven't. I just not have have heard. I've never heard when people say. When they say when they name what their calling is, mm-hmm. and if it's any part of the fivefold, it's like, oh, I'm I'm called to be a prophet. Um, I'm called to be an apostle. You know, you called to be everything. How in the world can you be an apostle, a prophet, a preacher, and a teacher without being an evangelist first? Hmm. <clears throat> like when I got saved. Mm-hmm. In my mind, and this is Pudge's mind. Yeah. In my mind, the minute you get saved, there is an excitement that comes from mm-hmm. knowing that your life has changed. 
to where you want to go and tell yeah. everybody about what happened. Mm-hmm. That is immediate evangelism. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Christ always told you to do. Once you got somebody saved or healed, deliver them, brought them back from the dead. Some people most go and tell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So how is it that you called to be a prophet, but you you not out pre you only delivering what God hmm. say do, but you're not reaching yeah. no lost people. So so what I'm saying is how can to me, everybody's an evangelist. That is the, that that's that's kind of like the footwork of mm-hmm. of of when you first I, get I, saved. I would agree with that. So it's like you know, saying I'm like, how can you get saved and automatically go? Because like you say, people forget where they come from pretty much when they get saved. They mm-hmm. forget they forget uh, what they went through. I was just telling somebody earlier today. I said when I'm assigned to somebody, and I know this is going to be a challenge for whoever I'm assigned to. Because they lifestyle, how they live, I just ain't feeling none of it. Mm-hmm. And it's an irritation, actually. Oh, I know. I understand that. Yeah. I immediately go to what's messed up about me. Mm-hmm. And it immediately humbles me to be able to deal with this person, you know what I'm saying, yeah. because they had an assignment. Now, I don't deal with folks that ain't no assignment now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm just saying that because yeah. people need to find balance. You know, people need to find balance mm-hmm. in ministry. You know what I'm saying? Don't be taking on a whole bunch of assignments and tasks and, yeah. and stuff like that that God ain't never intended for you to take on because now you're feeling like you're being overwhelmed mm-hmm. with God's work. And God is like, I only gave you one of those tasks, but exactly. you took on four of them. You no. Know? Yeah, it, I, I, I guess it depends on the person and the heart behind it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and the culture and church. There's a couple of things I want to talk about when it comes to that. Um, like, because on one side of things, you know, you have people who will witness to you just to say they witnessed. Like, it's some kind of notch under the belt, you know what I'm saying? And I can't stand it because that's not a hardship. I'm just doing this to make myself feel good. Right. It has nothing to do about your soul, your spirit. Right. And so I can say, I witnessed to somebody, I told somebody about Jesus. That's great that you do it, but your intentions will make the difference. Right. And then you got people who want to preach to everybody, and that's not the right way to do it. I don't think that's the right way to do it, but there's some people who just want to minister to anybody and not see them reach people. Me, I'm I'm more on the outside the box type deal. I, I you know I I go do a event in the park, mm-hmm. or I'll go just hang out. With, I go you know I go talk to people that way. But it's always for me, it's always a relationship building first for me. Right. You know, it's right. a conversation or something. It's not like, hey, do you know Jesus? The pump of gas. How you doing? Oh, you know Jesus? Oh, do you no. want to know him right now? You know, you can say, <laughs> you don't say, I Y'all don't should do see his face. <laughs> do you want to know him right now? Do you know. <laughs> and, and if that's your call, and if you let it do that, that's fine. But I right. have to be led to do that. I've never been led to do it that way. My my way has Me always either. been to talk to people, build a relationship, cut up. First, I guess what I'm trying to say is the way I've been led to do it most time is see them as a human first yeah. and just talk to them like a normal person. Right. And then they see something different about me. Or I might be able to see something that they, I might can share with them on a spiritual level. Then it goes from there. Right. And that's it. Right. I, I, not, I, I know, agree. And then, you know, and then what people don't find, I, I don't want to give away my secrets, but either way. <laughs> I'm big on fellowship. For you want to give your secrets to help somebody? Let me, somebody? Let, me, let, me, let me do it this way. Okay, fine. The way I do it a lot of times is different ways, but I strategically invite certain people over. Like, mm-hmm. put you come to my house all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't leave, but either way, I'm going to mess with you. Either way. So, now, I, for, those who don't, for those who do know me, I always have some kind of event that has a cookout, life group, bonfire, you whatever. You're having a bonfire this weekend. Yeah. Thanks, Pudge. And, uh, so <laughs> for those I, who are not invited. <laughs> so those are just those are fun to me, and it's a and very important thing that I do. I mean, some of it's entertainment, but most of it's honestly it's strategic because of what I want to happen. I invite, I deliberately invite people like Pudge and people like me and people who can come. What I call what I call people like Pudge and me, people 
are the fun Christians. Right. <laughs> down yeah, are fun Christians. <laughs> all right? And I deliberately invite people who aren't saved, who don't go to church, right. so they can intermingle and see, right. intermingle and see there's a different version of what they've been presented. Right. And a lot of times, they come back. Right. You know, do. and they're always surprised at the stuff that we talk about, the stuff that we do at the right. club. Like, Yo, I thought Christians like, no, like, no, no, just yeah. do you. I'm going to do me. Let's talk. Right, right. And that's how I do it. So most time I have a cookout, it's never just a bunch of Christians, unless that's who shows up, but it's never just a bunch of Christians on my invite list. When I do a cookout, and I do my little parties and stuff like that, it's deliberately set up for evangelism in a sense. Everything, most, most time what I do is evangelism pushing it behind it. Even the conversations I might have at work, they might not realize uh-huh. that that's why I set the conversation that way, but that's what, that's what I'm doing. Right. Even if I just let, let it slip that I have Bible studies at my house, it's my way of evangelizing to them and right. just kind of fishing. Right. So it's, it's a method to my madness a lot of the times, but but me, I've never been one to want to go out and just say, hey, do you know Jesus? That just, I always felt weird. It felt weird when people did it to me, and it feels weird for me to do it to other people. Yeah. I've done it, and I felt bad about it. Yeah, I, I've, I've I've had I've had um and 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 you grow mm-hmm. and and this is for the for the the people who are like you know just now learning your calling walking in it you know you're going you're going to hit bumps and bruises I mean you know along the road you know mm-hmm. you you live and you learn and you grow I remember I had uh, uh this guy this is when um I was married and we was undefiled at the time and we was you know going out rapping all over the place and this guy was pitched us. He found out I was a cater, and you know, so he was he was pitched this whole little sh- street ministry idea mm-hmm. of uh, you know, um, a whole entire cookout, and then you know, people outside ministering in 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 a in a, um, a bad neighborhood, you know. So of course, you know, I latched on like me quickly. So he he scheduled a meeting at at a Starbucks, and you know, it was me and it was, it was me. Uh, her and there was other people that he had all he had scheduled a whole team of people mm-hmm. you know saying and uh, when we got there yo <laughs> I know this story and I know the person <laughs> oh my gosh dude dude in the middle of him giving the presentation of this whole thing now supposedly he had like an epiphany or something or the Holy Ghost hit him in mid, you know, uh, breaking down, you know, the whole plan. And he started giving the people at the table instructions on who to go talk and minister to in Starbucks. So he busts out and was like, you two go over there and minister to them people over there. You know, you two go over there and this and that. And immediately, <laughs> yep. Yeah, Steph just wrote down the person's name and showed it to me. I'm like, yep, that's him. <laughs> I, I, I know Steph, but I had similar experience, but go ahead. So, dude, literally, and and me and my ex, I'm looking now, you know, she she's a, she's a yes, Lord, you know, type of person where, she, you know, she's kind of gun-ho, but even she's looking kind of skeptical. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at her like, um, Holy Ghost, they told me to say nothing to nobody in mm-hmm. here. So, so... To, to not seem disrespectful, like I'm being disobedient to the spirit, and I have my fingers up, like like, yeah. like I don't believe the spirit at all. Mm-hmm. I'm we gonna walk around Starbucks, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But so so it won't seem like we being rebellious. Mm-hmm. But I'm not about to walk up to somebody talking about, hey, do you know Jesus? And it was a uh, so it was like two other people that was with us, and they kind of like were on the fence. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, here's my thing, y'all. If 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 that didn't resonate in your spirit, why are you out here trying? Why are you doing that? Because off the rip, you nervous about who you trying to walk up on. 
Yeah. And my thing is, for him to get that revelation, some part of your spirit is supposed to agree with that. That's all you may say. Yeah. I immediately tuned into my spirit when when, when he said mm-hmm. that, and I felt nothing that was mm-hmm. Holy Ghost at all. So I didn't. So the two people walked up to somebody and actually started talking to him, and they started off, you know, conversation wise, not mm-hmm. like, do you know Jesus? You know, yeah. start off conversation wise as far as like asking what was they reading. They actually was reading the Torah. Okay. You know, so the, it's, the it's Bible. Yeah. yeah. So it sparked a nice conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and it gave those two like the fire that I believe they honestly needed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it was, but it wasn't Holy Ghost. It wasn't spirit at all. This was something that he was known for just doing, mm-hmm. portraying, like you said earlier, you going out witnessing. So you say you can really witness, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what that was. And that's, but that was seen in the, in the light of, him always trying to seem like he has power, mm-hmm. like like God is giving him this specific power to just con- control and, and push people to just push them out to what there is that they're supposed to do. And that was his passion. And I'm like, you know, live and learn. My whole point living and learning is that was buffoonery. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You have to learn how to weed those people out of your life when you, I mean, you know, those are bumps and bruises in the road is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Stuff like that. And, yeah. you, and you get through those people. By staying in tune with God and having a strong relationship with him mm-hmm. so he can show you what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, I agree. If it was for y'all to do that, then it would have resonated with your spirit. It has to resonate with your spirit first. Right. Because he's just a man saying what God may or may not have told him. God had told him it would resonate with your spirit. Right. Or if it was for you to do it, it would resonate with your spirit. I can't say what God told him. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I know him and uh, he he's always been that way. He's always been bold. I always admire his boldness and his tenacity, but... And some things he did get done, some things he just didn't. But uh, he does, you know. You, but like I tell my kids, if you talk with authority, no matter what, you, in confidence, it don't matter what you're saying. People will follow because you, they're confident in you. You could be giving a load of bull crap, yeah. And then somebody's gonna follow you because yep. of the confidence that you have. Yep. Oh my gosh. And, was... and, 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 and going a little bit a step further, that's probably how cults are formed. Exactly. Well, I mean, not not only are they formed. So, okay, this is this is another. Big push, uh, statistical analogy of what I've done in, in, in my two years of driving around and uh, uh, Ubering and lifting. Okay. The, over 50% of human beings have a follow the leader mindset. Mm-hmm. And I learned all this through traffic. So in Atlanta, you have seven lanes in Atlanta when you hit the major highway. Yeah. You have one lane that's the HOV lane. Without fail, when there is traffic, there's always that one lane that is close towards the, the first whatever exit that is always the longest. People mentally, when they see red lights in traffic, they immediately just slow up and get right in line. Follow mm. the leader mindset. Okay. You have a handful of people who always challenge that. Where their mind immediately goes to, I see five other lanes I can ride in that are semi-free. I'm going to jump in one of these lanes and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Man, when I tell you every single time I do that, when I jump in another lane, traffic is free. And and what I realize is, is all it takes is for at least a small amount of people to start breaking, for everybody to break and slow up. And nothing's going on. 
Mm. You have a hand. Those yep. are those are those 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 are all those are all Indians, all straight up Indians. Chiefs literally say traffic. I'm in the other lane, and I'm gonna keep riding until I slow up. And if I slow up mm-hmm. see, but this lane, I hop into another one. It's almost like those are the people who are meant to have their own businesses, have their own uh, uh, just rulers, rulers. Those mm-hmm. those are chiefs. Yeah. And 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 it's and it's and literally, I had this whole revelation. Through the Holy Ghost, driving. Mm-hmm. Because I call the South, and this is me, I call the South, mainly Georgia, um, they have a slave mind mentality, mindset. Okay. And it's the the yes or master nigga mindset, where it's the, you go to work, you complain about how they doing you wrong, doing this, doing that, but you'll never stand up for what it is that you say you're doing wrong because mm. you feel like you're going to lose your job or mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to do this, you're not going to be able to do that. Not realizing that if all the employees, no matter what race you are, come together and stand up, mm-hmm. they have to do something about it because guess what? Companies can't make money without employees. Exactly. So since I've been here, I've 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 been through rise up at job, uh supposedly rise up at job, things will happen, mm-hmm. and everybody always backs down when what they call massa get to talking, which is anybody in corporation gets to talking and threatening your job mm. instantly. Now it's okay that they, they say racial comments to you now. Mm. Now it's okay that um they, wow. they suspend you and write you up. You know what I'm saying? They can cut your hours short because they just don't like how you, who you are. You go back to allowing this to be okay Dang. just because they threaten your job. To me, that is a slave mind mentality. It mindset. Is. It is. And the reason why I say that is because now I'm not saying northerners, that don't happen up north. What I'm saying is, northerners, it's a, it's a rare chance you're going to have a, it's not going to be no long stability in you doing that because it's too many northerners, man, that just rock. It's a, we have a lot of unions up there too. Not, not only a lot of unions, but you just know how to, you just know how to get money. You know how to, you know how to, you know how to survive around corporate America. And corporate America knows that. And it's a thing where it's like um, the mentality is just different. Like, it is. Well, you're just not going to talk to me any old kind of way, and I'm just going to accept it. I agree. It's so, a mindset thing. Right. It's a mindset thing. So it's like a, I've, I've experienced the follow the leader mindset, and it's not in the South. It's worldwide because I just went home two weeks ago, and I experienced the same thing in traffic up there. Wow. Okay. So, so, so the follow the leader mindset is pretty much basic, and I, I think that's – and if you look at it like – the way corporate companies have so many employees is because exactly what you say when you tell you to uh, you, you tell your kids when you speak with authority, it automatically puts them in a space of that I gotta be obedient, I gotta listen. Yeah, you know, and, and, yeah. and for what reason you don't even know why, uh-huh. but, but they spoke with authority, so you already feel like yeah, you have to listen immediately because you go go right back to the guy we was talking about, right? He's not a pastor, or at the time he wasn't, right. We were just people coming together to help, you know, do something. Right. But yeah, he stood up and told us what, told y'all what y'all needed to do. And everybody and, moved. And some people moved. Right. Right. It was no, it was no, nothing. There's nothing tying you. He wasn't paying. That's nothing. true. That's true. That's absolutely true. That didn't work with me. <laughs> I, had, I mean, I've had people try that crap with me. And I, it never, doesn't work. Yeah. It, they get a, mad at me because I didn't move. Yeah. Now, I mean, now he, he knew that, um, he knew that we weren't doing what he asked because he could tell. I mean, we, we, we let it, it was obviously known. Like at one point in time, we walked up to get some tea, you know what I'm saying? Because, 
because because I, I I'm like I'm like this ain't God, and I'm not about to keep being a part of this. Mm-hmm. You know, when I came back with the tears, when they was walking up on the people I to start you. the conversation. So you know, but I'm but I'm like you know, it's 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 one of them things where. Like you just got to be tactful in how you do things, mm-hmm. and then you got to be you have you have to have discernment, which means you you have to be connected with God to know when people playing around and they just trying to put on a show, or, mm-hmm. or, or or when they actually really are serious, because people can like mess you all the way up. Have you out there yeah. doing something? God ain't had no intentions about you doing. I hear you, push. I want to go back to the, the beginning of the conversation. Because it's always it's always a line for me, and I don't know where that line is or where it should be uh-huh. when it comes to pastors. Okay, because the only time I passed before was like, you know, like I agree one hundred percent when you say pastors are human because they are human, uh-huh. so they still had the same issues that other people issues deal with. Right, that other people deal with. There's, the only difference is they're in the front and they're a leader. Right. So so what happens? You know, so what sins can pastors do and still pass, and what sins can they get? It's a rhetorical question, but mm-hmm. it was like. If this is a pastor, what are you expecting him to do? Like, some people would trip because the pastor might have cheated on his wife. And I don't agree with that in any form of fashion. Right. So is that the point where he needs to step down? Or could it be that he's a human just like everybody else? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, like everybody, everybody says everybody's human, but when it comes to pastors, it's a, it's a totally different list of standards. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, it goes across the board. It's like... If it's a, so what happens? Does that... Does my I guess what I'm trying to ask, Pudge, is... When you are a pastor, does your struggle disqualify your calling? Because that's how people ask. That's no, absolutely I know it doesn't. Not. I know it does. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that's the point I want to bring. Because you're still called. You still have the same gifts. The gifts are given without repentance. So this, this, right. the gifts are still the same. You can still reach people. Right. But it's like when you're a pastor, you can't mess up on nothing in in front of people. And that's because how that's how the world is yeah. projected. The world has put that that title on a pedestal. So it's like when you have that that title in front yeah. of your name. So that's what I'm getting at. So if your pastor is dealing with a particular sin, struggle, mm-hmm. lust, whatever, mm-hmm. is he supposed to step down or is he supposed to preach in the midst of his weakness? Because Paul said he had a thorn the whole time. Yeah, I I don't I I would only say you should step down if you are running your church in the ground. Yeah, if you up there preaching stuff that ain't God. Yeah, you know, and and you you are walking now in an ungodly light. Yes, you definitely need to step down, but. Um, no, how you going? I mean, if, 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 if pastors were to step down every time they did something wrong, we wouldn't have no pastors. That's the point I'm trying to make. Because I, sometimes it's a line with me because I think there should be a standard, Mm -hmm. but I also think that if they show, if they're human, if they're allowed to be human for real, Mm -hmm. then you can see God in them more. Okay. Because what adds a value to any, anything is not the vessel. It's what's inside the vessel. When you open a can of beer, you're not really caring about the can. You throw the can away. You open up a can of... I said, maybe I should say a can of uh, soda or something. <laughs> too late. Yeah, too late. <laughs> Look, the point being, it don't matter what you open it up. It's not the packaging that is what's important. It's what's in it, what it contains, no matter what you open up. And see, that's spiritual maturity to be able to separate spirit from flesh. Yeah. When you are spiritually uh, grown, you can separate... Um, when God is using that that pastor, mm-hmm. versus when that per- that pastor is a human being, when he's being him, and mm-hmm. when you learn how to separate, you'll find yourself more free mm-hmm. um, by not feeling like, oh, I can't trust or I can't believe. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like you say, the gifts come without repentance. So, you know, God to use uh, gifts come without repentance, meaning I had a I had a homeless dude, sloppy drunk. 
speak to me and he answered he gave me the answer that I was praying about earlier that day so again and right and it's somebody straight I mean don't know me from a can of paint mm-hmm. literally downtown five points on the street and that man was talking to me and two of my friends and literally he in the middle of him talking and staggering he his voice straightened all the way up he spoke exactly what the answer was and he went right back into his stutter and I like to I'm talking my friends they, they said my knees buckled and everything Dang. Because it blew my mind. I mean, yeah. yes, I, that's happened before, but I, it was the answer that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was the fact that it came so rare. And it showed exactly. two of my unsaved friends how God can use people who are exactly. not saved. Exactly. That's what I'm, I guess that's one of the disconnects, though. It's like saved folks, a lot of, a lot of saved folks mm-hmm. act like when you get saved, you got it all together. And, and when we, pres- we present this image of to people that they had to have it all together to come to God, that doesn't make any sense right. at all. It doesn't. Because <laughs> first of all, you can't hide from God. God already seen all the dirt you did. He, seen, he saw the porn. He saw your kinky sex in the shower. He saw how you cussed the lady out. He saw how right. you stole. He saw how you dig it. He, he knows know how your life going to be futurized yeah. depending on how you're living now. So he knows you. So he knows the real you, the real you that you hide from yourself. He knows that person. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't hide from God. You can try to act like it, but you can't it's hide from God. not going to happen. So the best thing is to be honest with who you are and who you're not. Be real. Like, God, this is who I am. So I'm dealing with I need your help. Right. I don't like feeling this way. This is where I'm at. Right. But that's the, that's what I'm trying to get at, man. I wish people, I would like to see that more in the church transparency. Uh-huh. In a sense. Because you can't, if God is the one supposed to be glorified, I think he needs to be glorified. Like, yo, if God can use me, you know what I'm saying? Right. If he can use me in the midst of all the crap I got going on, right. then he can use you. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. I'm a broken vessel. We all are broken vessels. Right. You know what I'm saying? So and when, we, and when people can realize that, then I think that's what brings people to repentance. That's what brings people to Christ. You know, right. yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, people. When you get saved, you know, God's desire is for you to be healed and delivered from things. Don't just get saved and stay where you were. But like I said, because a certain saint always goes, you know, come as you are. Right. But the, the rest of it is, but don't stay that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, people forget that that last part yeah. right there. Because you can bring a dirty car to the car wash, but you bring it to the car wash to because wash you, the yeah, car because you want you want to be clean. Right. Same thing when you come to God, you want Him to clean you. You don't have to present yourself to Him in any kind of way. Present yourself as to you, who, to Him as who you are, where you are. Right. But God will help you. Right. And guide you and heal you and deliver you and develop you to the person you he created you to be in the first place. Right. But it's not supposed to be like, well, God accepts me who for who I am, that's great. But it's never his intention for you to stay, no matter who you yeah. are. No yeah. matter who you are. The word repent means to turn away. Turn it means, from. It, means, it means to turn away and also means to change your mindset. Right. It's actually Greek. Uh the Greek word is Montaneo and it means to change your way of thinking too. Right. So but if you change your way of thinking, right. you change your, you change you turn away from things. And see, people try to be slick by asking for forgiveness and not repentance. Mm-hmm. Because forgiveness is saying, forgive me for this thing. And you know God will forgive you 77 times 7 in one yeah. day. So repent means I'm not going back to this, mm-hmm. Lord. Or I'm going to do everything in my physical power to never go back exactly. to this right here. Because I'm changing my mindset. I'm turning away from what this is. Exactly. So and, just, so, and you can struggle and fall with it. But don't, don't be one of those people saying, God, forgive me. And why you in the midst of your sin? Like, yo, because... Taking advantage of the situation. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, right, right, had no intention right. of changing. God, you know where I'm at, bro. You know. You know. This is this is me. And, 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 and real talk, I've heard, I've heard, I've been around people to say something. I've like said that, it. You know. But I always tell God, like, this is not where I want to be. This is where I'm at right now. Right, God, forgive right. me. You know where I'm at. I need your help. I don't want to be this way. I need your help. But oh, I'm not yeah. just sitting there saying, God, 
You know what it is. Now, to that, that's then the first part. That's sincere. What you were saying earlier that that's sincere because, and at the end of the day, you can't fool him. He knows yeah. the intent in your heart. He know he know if what's coming out your mouth is obviously the how your heart feels. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's the one being that you should never try to play because it can never happen. And that's the, my most real my realest conversation with God. I had to learn to get there because you know you go to church and they pray a certain way. You know, I talk to God like me and you talking. Yeah, I, I had to learn that too. I mean, I can still pray. Yeah, I, I pray. You know? I do the same. I do both. But I have, when I have a conversation with God, it's a real conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I can still pray like you know, like like you know, church people pray. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and honestly, I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but some people feel like they have to come to God a certain way. But again, why? He knows you. So yeah. I will talk to God the way me and you talking, and I'll tell God how I actually really, really feel. Because God wants realness; He wants yeah. He wants that communication. He wants that intimacy with you. So you you have to be open enough to be able to share your faults. I mean, your fault. Cause I ask God, like, yo, if I'm feeling so with God, I, I'm this is how I'm, feeling, I'm pissed off right now. Yeah. A- am I supposed yeah. to be? Should this be pissing me off? God, why is this pissing me off? Yeah. God, help me to understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. no matter what it is, I'm I'm talking to Him. Right. And 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 like you said earlier, I mean, you just said it. He wants realness, so. It, it absolutely makes no sense whatsoever. The Bible, yeah, no, I'm sorry. To, to like, no, just to hide. Yeah. You know how you feel when he actually knows. Yeah, I get the reason you want to hide, but and, you can't and, hide and, from and God. even even if you're used to it, like most people yeah. are used to to hiding. Yeah, so it, it, it becomes second nature to where they not even. It's a subconscious thing mm-hmm. after a while because you just used to like tucking. You used to not unveiling certain things yeah. until. You get home, and there's certain things you don't even avail on home. You just yeah. keep it up here mm-hmm. and act like it don't exist. Look, then when you get delivered, you testify about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the good thing because yeah. you're supposed to. Exactly. You know, but you're supposed to, like, you know, really work on mm-hmm. getting out of it way yeah, before nah, then. I, but I do, I will say, I don't think I hide from God, but I think, I know, I'm, I'm sure I've done this. I can't tell you a specific example uh-huh. per se. Right now, I can't. But it's like when you know you backsliding. You kind of um, you kind of draw away from all your your yeah. saved friends. Uh. When you ain't doing right, you back a heck away, or you, you put that's when you put up the, the strongest facade and everything. Right, you're struggling, right. backsliding, whatever. And uh, but I know I have friends like that. They will disappear for a while. And I'm like, okay, they ain't they doing they don't back they don't backslid. I'm like, that's on you. Like, hey, I pray for you and talk to you because you know I'm gonna tell you the truth. Yeah. Either way, we still gonna kick it, you know. Right, but it's like right, right. they they get all embarrassed. They be all backed away. Like that's how I'm like. Okay, let me let me see what's going on with this person. Like right. I ain't talked to them in like three months. I know what happened. It'd be a cycle when they doing good. When they when they all godly in the church and they oh, the Holy Spirit filled yeah, and all this other stuff. Yeah. They all up in my face. Da 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 da. da. We we studying the word together. Talk Talking, and then when they when they when they struggle with that one temptation or that one sin they, they just can't get out of, they they go all the way back away. That's the worst thing you should do. It really is. It really. But you just is. have to know your friends and family because some people there's some people that can't handle it. There's yeah. some people that can see you backslide. They go to preaching and judge like nigga. I know the word. <laughs> like I know the word. I know what it says. Right, I don't need that. Just right, just help me. Right. Right. Sometimes, man, people just want a listening ear too. Yeah. Sometimes people, sometimes, and that's they don't the want wisdom. A response. Yeah, they don't that's want that response. wisdom. Don't come to me preaching the word when you know I know the word about my situation. Yes, I know the word. I know the situation right now. I just need 
a brother, a sister. You know what I'm saying? Just talk me through, yo, did you go through this before? Yes, okay, so how did you get through it? How did you feel? How would you respond if I start coming to you with just what the Bible says? The Bible says this, the Bible says this, the Bible says that. That gets on my freaking nerves. You know, we know somebody else who does that. I know quite a few people that do that. It gets on my nerves. And what it does is, next time I go through something, they get X out there, of people I need to talk to about it because I can't handle it. If I'm already going through, if I already have this knowledge of the word, not that I know everything, but I have enough of a foundation in the knowledge of the word to know better than what I'm doing, but not, but still, for whatever reason, I'm not strong enough to do it. Right. You preaching to me. It's not helping. Not it's, at all. It's obviously irritating me and yeah, getting and on my nerves. Yeah, it, made, it actually pushed me further away. It's like, talk to me as a person. Right. Not from like a pulpit standpoint, just talk to me. Why are you feeling that way, bro? Man, I hate that, that you're going through that, man. How you, I remember I went through something similar. This is what, this mm-hmm. is what I did. I don't want to hear the word either. You know, just right. relate first. And that right there can uh, and, and just to mm. let some of y'all people know, man, y'all can kill y'all witnesses by 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 being too aggressive, by, mm-hmm. by pushing too hard uh on on somebody's yeah. situation when they just need a listening ear at that time. Yeah. And it drives me crazy. It's like if I'm going through a real life situation and I call you I don't want you trying to encourage me out of it. I want you to hear me. Don't tell me why I shouldn't be depressed, why I shouldn't feel the way I'm feeling. Acknowledge the fact I'm feeling that way first, then preach. You know what I'm saying? Talk to me first. Dang, I hate that you're feeling that way. You know, something. Cause I, I, right. I'm sorry, y'all. That, that has happened to me, and it has happened to me quite a few times. Uh-huh. And it gets on my nerves. So I don't call those people no more because of that. <laughs> no, nah, if I, like, like I said, if I go through this, I, I call Pudge because Pudge done went through everything anyway. Man, no. So, well, I mean, I don't know if that's <laughs> So he done, went through, he done went through everything anyway. That he's now going through. Yeah, I ain't been through so, everything. Yeah, so Pudge always give you that real raw advice and that encouragement. And that's what I need the most time, you know. And then he'll give you the word too, but you can't just give people straight word the whole nah, time. Nah. I'm not saying don't give them the word. I'm just saying... It's, it's relate a to the issue. Yeah, relate to the issue. Mm-hmm. Relate to the issue. Like even when the Bible talks about um, if somebody comes to you wanting food, don't just get don't send them away to prayer. H- handle the issue first, then give them the, you know give them that. Oh, that's that's real good. You know what I'm saying? So that's if I'm coming to you because I'm broken and my wife done left me or whatever, and I'm coming to you, don't don't come at me to you know like with all the preaching and scriptures. Oh, bro, I'm sorry, man. What, what's that? What you What are you thinking you should do? You know, something. Yeah, yeah. I it's, mean, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, and and it goes back to being tactful, and yeah. it goes back to yeah, it's wisdom. Being, yeah, using wisdom, have a discernment, man. Just knowing, 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 knowing what you your yeah. do's and your don'ts. Like you have to. So anyway, that's that's my soapbox on that. I just I could get all I could get off all day on that kind of stuff. Just different examples of how it was done to me. And I'm pretty sure I've probably done to other people too. But I grew. But it's just like when people even when people, but people, what people don't realize, I guess what don't get presented to the world that believers go through the same stuff. I almost don't want to say stuff in that comment. The same <laughs> stuff that everybody else go through. You know what I'm saying? We deal with the same daggone issues. Just because we say it don't mean we don't deal with the same issues. Only difference is I think we have a little bit more hope because we have, we know the Savior. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we still deal with the same. We still deal with divorce. We still deal with adultery. We still deal with fornication. We still deal with addiction. We still deal with broken families. We still deal with every single yeah. issue at the world. We deal with fear. We deal with insecurity. We deal with, you know, everything. Yeah. It's the same difference. The only difference is we, I think we struggle because we're not trying to fall into it and embrace it as being human. Right. We, we right. still struggle. Fighting so don't, with it. Yeah, we're fighting with it. Yeah. So don't let any believer act like they got it all together. Don't act like... 
we you know we don't we have it all together like because we don't we don't have all the and we know the answer mm-hmm. is found in God but we don't have all the answers we don't have it all together I don't know any believer has all together I know believers that look like they might have it together but I know them personally and I know they don't have it together no you you're, you're not gonna meet one that has it all together because never if that's the case there will be no reason for Christ exactly one. and then two uh, exactly you more so look like a modern day uh, Pharisee mm-hmm. you know acting like you got. Especially with the condemning part, please don't do that. You no, know, we don't have no way to condemn anybody. No room to condemn anybody. Right. But yeah, man, that's. I just want people to understand that though. Just because I'm saved, don't mean I have it together. I have a relationship with the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But I don't have it all together. I have. I know someone who does. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's the only. I got connections. That's what I would right. say. <laughs> but don't think for one second that we don't deal with the same stuff that unsaved people deal with or, or pre-believers deal with. Yeah. The same stuff, the same stuff y'all see in the church, the hypocrites, the fakeness, the phonies. We see the same thing. We sit next to them in the pulpit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not the pulpit, I mean, in the the church. I mean, but I mean, you got some in the pulpit too, if you Mm -hmm. just want to be honest. Yeah. And that that part is hurtful. That's the Mm -hmm. hurtful part when you're doing everything that you can to do your part for the body. And you always, and you see people or know people that aren't right. Or you see people or meet people that had that talk all the time about they church hurt. Mm-hmm. And and the sad part is is like you can't even like knock it because a lot a lot of the church hurt is is legit. It is legit. It's very legit. And it's like I had a I had a friend tell me yesterday uh the reason why he kinda slowed down on on church mm-hmm. is because um of his of his previous hurt. And even him slowly but surely, gradually coming back to church a little bit, he saw a little bit of stuff that was messy and was like, back to, man, I'm just good on on that all together. And that's just hurtful, that man. It, it is. It's very Cause, hurtful. Because I think it's both ways. On, on the outside looking in, it's like, are these people supposed to love God? Are supposed to love you? Are supposed to see God in this? And why is it hurting so bad, right? That's one side. And I, I understand. Because I think every person I know has been through church hurt in one form or fashion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the other side of it is church is just a body of believers, of human people who make human mistakes. Just like a family. We're a family. We, you know, we love our family. And our family get on our nerves, hurt our feelings, say stuff, disrespect us, and all that stuff. Right. And, we, and, we, and we grow through it. And we love each other in spite of all of that. Right. The difference between a church hurt and, I guess, a family hurt is you don't typically just leave your family because you got hurt. Church, you go, oh, I'm going to leave this church and go to another church. Right. And sooner or later, you feel like you realize that everybody is just as dysfunctional, maybe different issues, but just this, just as dysfunctional right. at this family. Right. It's a family. So you got humans, real humans, coming together at one place with real issues. Exactly. So it's, it goes both ways. There is no cure to not be hurt by church. It's like there's no cure to not be hurt by human beings in your own family. And it's because it's human beings that's running the church. Yeah. And think about it. it's perfect. Think about it. You, you've been married. We've both been married. You love your spouse. All right? And this is the person you've promised to love, to hold, to cherish, to thickness, to, to thinness, to, to sickness, uh-huh. to, you know, better, worse, whatever. Right. And these are people you've promised to love and do this to. You can't tell me you haven't hurt your spouse's feelings. Oh, Right. Exactly. Right. So it's gonna happen no matter where you are, whether you're at work, church, home. So these are people we promise to love and hold and cherish, and we do love them and stuff like that. But at the same time, right. it's inevitable that you're gonna hurt someone's feelings. So basically, what I'm saying is, just because you got hurt at church, don't mean it's, it's 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 you should leave it. Right. Love it. Right. Embrace it. Let's go to the person. Most people don't even go to church about the hurt. 
I can't say. I, you know, yeah, you know that's dangerous to say most people. I don't know. I just assume a lot of people don't go to the person who hurt them in church. Yeah, I would say there's a lot of people that, that um, don't. And, and a lot of times there's people in leadership that would have hurt somebody. And because of their title, they're nervous and scared to just, you know, saying go to them and talk to mm-hmm. them about it. And, you know, I mean, it even says, I don't know exactly where in the word, but it says when you have an art with your brother and sister, you know what I'm saying, y'all supposed yeah. to hash that out, have a mediator there, mm-hmm. and y'all discuss it, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and, and, and hash it out because, you know, at the end of the day, God wants everybody to love everybody, so yeah. this is something that y'all just need to fix. If I got an issue with anybody, you know, I, I <laughs> they know. If I have an issue with anybody on this planet, they done got a letter, text, phone call, we had a conversation, they know. Y'all hear that? He said letter. Yeah, I write. I'm my famous man writer. writes letters. Yeah, I do. He'll send you a book. I sure will. <laughs> Listen to I him. I sure will. I because, sure will. <laughs> because my relationship with you was important enough to address it. Like, that's, I don't want to have an issue with you and just cut you off because, you know, we're not right. So if I'm writing good. your letters, sending you a text, or calling you about something that I felt like you done me dirty on, yeah. understand it's because I love you that I'm bringing it to you to so give you the opportunity to rectify Because I'm like, I'm knowing that's not your intention. Right. This is how it came across. This right. is what happens. Right. And I expect, I actually that's expect good. the same thing. I don't get it a lot. Yeah. And honestly, it doesn't feel good. You know, but I, I'm still, because I have a daughter who will write me notes. I just like, oh, man, what I do wrong now? <laughs> that's what you say? That's what I say to myself. I don't, she don't see that. That's right, what I say. Right, And then um, I read the letter, like, okay. And after I pray about, okay, God, help me respond the way I'm supposed to respond. I calm down. Right. And I go dress like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. That's not what I meant when I said this. You right. know, thank you for bringing it to my attention. I always, I always tell my kids, thank you for bringing it to my attention. Yeah. That's a maturity thing. It wasn't always that it way. Is, right. I'm tired of these goddamn letters for you. What you <laughs> nah, but seriously, someone's coming to you about something you did to them. Understand, it's coming from a place of love. It's yeah. their, their way of saying, you hurt me and I want us to be okay. Okay. So everybody saying? ain't like that now. You got no. some folks that just want to come tell you off. They, yeah, they, they got true. bad information. They coming at you because they, they swear with that information they got is accurate. They ain't giving you the time of the day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's and it's That's also true he too. say she say. And they're letting you know that uh you hurt them, but it's more of a cuss out. You know, it's mm. not a it's, it's like That's true. this, this That's is true. your this is what I'm trying to tell you and and I'm like, you know, somebody told me yesterday, you know, have all the facts when you know you post about something. Yeah. And yeah, that which is very true. It's just that Make sure before you make that post, uh-huh. the person does have all the facts for you to make those type of comments. You know, yeah, what I'm saying? I agree. So it's it's like you know, it, but it is, it, but it is about making sure you have all the facts, yeah. though. You yeah, know, true. From 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 more than one source, more mm-hmm. than you know, saying one person. You know, some people set you up, man. That have you living like Boo Boo the fool. Mm-hmm. So true. So know the facts, people. But you got anything else, man? Got nah, man. I want, I want the people to let us know how we did, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah, let us know. We, we, you know what? You know what? Punch my knee. That I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I'm not. It's not even a. Con, it's I'm not just a, saying that. Well, I mean, I know a, it's not I, an arrogance thing. It's just one of those things. Like I know we did what we're supposed to do. Yeah, no, ahead, I, I know we did that because we was led by the Lord. So yeah. I, I, I'm simply saying I'm curious what other minds think just because they don't know we do this all the time yeah 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 sit and converse Mm -hmm. for a long time so I'm curious how anybody else I'm curious what everybody else has to say just about how because this might be somebody this ain't the first off the cuff show Mm -hmm. we've done either Mm -hmm. so if they haven't if they haven't uh, if they didn't catch the last one 
just curious how they feel about you know what I'm saying just this one right here. I I hear you, man. We got some we got some new listeners, man. Some new countries up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came yeah. in the town. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get on that just a second, man, because uh. I'm excited. Let me just do, do my whole spiel. So anyway, thank you to all our listeners. I'm not shouting out yet, but thank you to all the listeners who always tune in, check us out. All the prayers those who especially uh, hit us up with questions and comments and concerns and give us these topics. Some of the topics we come up with, some of the topics we hear from our, our, our listeners. And we do appreciate the feedback all the time. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to talk to us about, any prayer requests, anything we can help you with, anything about a previous show, even if it's a show we did six months, a year ago, you know, we, you know, hit us up. Right. You know, our job is to make sure, you know, y'all get the right information. We're giving you the right information. So if it's something that we misspoke on or didn't do quite right, hit us up. We're still human. We make mistakes. We do research the stuff, but we still make mistakes. Right. So hit us up at crosstalkpodcast at gmail.com. You can check us out any anytime on crosstalk.buzzsprout.com or iTunes or TuneIn. Like I said, on most of the podcasts, or a lot of them we add, you know, we add a few of the old episodes to the um, SoundCloud. So check us out. Um Man, put you got anything else? Nah, man. All right, good. so like, like, like I talked about before, after Marvel movies, y'all stay for the Christmas. We got another song coming up directly after the shout-outs. So um, my man, my man, uh, Ref Music 208 is going to be featured this show. Uh, Ref Music 208 featuring Zay Hill. They got a song called Need a Blessing. It's going to be right after this show. So mm. anyway, without further ado, thank y'all for submitting the song, by the way. So without further ado, here goes a shout-out, y'all. Shout-out to Crosstalkers Worldwide. Shout-out to my mom. Shout-out to Brandy. Shout-out to Alicia. Shout-out to November. Shout-out to Brenda. Shout-out to our newest Crosstalker, Eleanor. Shout-out to the country of Denmark tuned in. New country, baby. Shout-out to Mexico tuned in. Shout-out to San Jose, California. San Jose, California. Graysonville, Maryland. Still rocking with us. Atlanta, GA. Kanye's, Georgia. Menlo Park, California, Lawrenceville, Georgia, Dublin, Georgia, Marlboro, Georgia, and shout out to Rogers, Connecticut, yo. Oh, I, I live dope. in Connecticut. I never heard of Rogers, Connecticut, but thank you, Connecticut, for tuning. Anytime I get home team, home state love, I appreciate it. So, <laughs> shout out to everybody, shout you know that loves us all the time. Shout out to Love Work Studio. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. Check us out. This is Steph Swig. This is Big Pun. Cross Talk Radio. Peace. I need to move on. I need to stay strong. God, I need a blessing. Yeah. Uh, I'm needing a blessing. Uh, God, I need a blessing. Yeah. Uh, I fight for my blessing. Yeah. I'll keep running for my blessing. Yeah. I'll keep moving for my blessing. Yeah. 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 Day at the day at the day at the day I seek your face only and die Never do feel lonely cause I trust what you told me Lord God day at the day at the day at the day I deal with these changes and die See all these strangers that die No living danger God so I'ma need a favor Keep the paper need a savior Jesus show them guide them love them keep them Send your spirit teach them Jesus time and time again over my soul cries for your creation huh. Laugh at you they mock your name I'm running out of patience Got a nation full of swine feel I'm running out out of pearls, trying not to grow cold-hearted at the hands of this world. I, I know, know you have a plan, and I, I know, know we in the end. I, I need you to take my hand to navigate through this strange land. I need to move on. I need to stay strong. God, I need a blessing. Yeah. Uh, I'm needing a blessing. Uh, God, I need a blessing. Yeah. Uh, I fight for my blessing. 
keep running for my blessing. Yeah. I keep moving for my blessing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pray, I'ma pray, I'ma pray, I'ma pray, yeah I know this life's temporary God, your love is legendary Without you, life's more than scary Pray, I'ma pray, I'ma pray, I'ma pray, yeah Make an impact on my family Guide them to you, pray they can see Give them grace, show them your mercy True ministry is started in the home Lord, use me to lead them to your throne Bless me, keep me close, help me to stay strong. strong My only heart's desires me can change before I'm gone But I'ma need a blessing if I ever reach my goals hey. I'ma need a blessing cause I can't do this alone hey. I'ma need a blessing needing you to save these souls hey. Submissive to your will, point the way and I will go I need to move on yeah. I need to stay strong God, I need a blessing yeah. Uh, I'm needing a blessing. Uh, uh, God, I need a blessing. Yeah. Uh, I fight for my blessing. Yeah. I keep running for my blessing. Yeah. I keep moving for my blessing.